listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonçalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 7th of December 2022. Later, June Bay Lu from Tribeca Investment Partners takes a look at a Christmas a crystal ball, could be for Christmas, uh, into 2023 to find out the trends and themes emerging. But first, to the economy and is Australia headed for a recession? Well, the economy slowed to uh, almost growth of 6%, 5.9% annually in the September quarter, but it barely registers the 300 basis points worth of interest rate rises we've seen this year for the quarter growth lifted by about 0.6 percent so where to now and what will be the effects of these latest interest rate rises for more i spoke earlier with stephen Wu, is an economist at the commonwealth bank so today we got the release of the q3 national account so that covers economic activity uh, for the september quarter uh, the first thing to note is that it is lagging in our publication sense. So it's data for the September quarter, but we're currently in December. But, you know, that being said, it did show an economy that was travelling uh, quite solidly. We did see the economy grow by 0.6% in the quarter. Uh, that is a step down from the 0.9% pace uh, in the June quarter, but it still showed an economy that was operating uh, at full capacity. Uh, so certainly uh, the economy was quite strong. Uh, over September quarter, but what we're seeing right now in terms of the more partial and the monthly data is a slowing of that as the RBA has obviously uh, increased interest rates by a large um, sort of amount in a short period of time. What's driving the economy right now? So the, the key driver of the of economic growth in the September quarter was actually households and household spending. So consumer, consumers increased spending by 1.1% in the quarter. Uh, that's actually slightly slower again uh, from the June quarter, where it increased by 2.1%. But nonetheless, we did see quite a strong increase in areas like uh, spending on services, notably for travel, because uh, uh, households are obviously really keen to go travelling and enjoy you know, the summer uh, across uh, Europe and, and, and the US. Uh, we also saw as well uh, a big increase as well in discretionary spending. So households were really driving um, the economic outcomes uh, but we do expect that the change as the interest rate hikes by the RBA starts to more fully impact uh, on these households. Yeah, let's go into that in more detail because, as you mentioned, consumers, they haven't really felt these RBA rate rises yet. And this GDP number is from September backward, right? Yeah, that's right. So, you know, the RBA since May have actually increased the cash rate by 300 basis points. Um, now, over September quarter, although they did increase the cash rate in that quarter by 150 basis points, there is that lag between when the RBA hikes and when it actually starts to flow through in terms of higher mortgage repayments. So effectively, what we're seeing in the data is actually that um, spending habits uh, would have only uh, sort of been reflecting the first 75 basis points of hikes by the RBA. So although you know, the RBA hiked in May, the first sort of signs of, a, of an impact wouldn't have been felt until around August. Um, so uh, we do see that slowing uh, more materially um, as these rate hikes do bite. So firstly, so, so a point there to make as well is that this is only for variable rate borrowers. The fixed rate borrowers have, have had a bit of a reprieve so far, 
Um, but we do expect that, you know, the large stock of fixed rate loans due to rollover uh, over the next year and particularly over the next six months as well should mean a more material slowdown in spending um, over the next six to 12 months. In your note, in the Commonwealth Bank's note today, I saw a couple of interesting stats. Household disposable income grew 1.6% in the quarter. That's thanks to a 3.2% rise in total wages and salaries. But total interest charged on mortgages surged by 36%. And as you mentioned, it'll take some more time for those other rate rises to hit consumers as well. Then there's those fixed term rates which are going to be rolling over. So no doubt... That'll mean the landscape changes in 2023 in terms of growth. To what extent do you think? Yeah, that's right. So we do expect a more material slowdown in spending over the next year, and that's going to help to, uh, in our view, drive uh, a lower, a below trend economic growth um, over 2023. So we see economic growth around you know 1.4 percent over the 2023 year. Uh, which is going to be below um, the trend that we saw prior to the pandemic. Uh, as you mentioned, um, it's because we do see the really large increases in interest rates uh, beginning to more fully impact households. Uh, and as a result of that, they'll be slowing down uh, the pace of spending growth uh, to actually be able to um, sort of make ends meet in terms of those higher mortgage repayments. Uh, and, you know, it's still early days, um, but we did see, for instance, um, the October retail trade number did uh, fall. So we are seeing some early signs that spending is perhaps slowing down. And once those fixed rate mortgages do start to roll off over the next year, it should be a more marked slowdown in spending growth. Stephen, what about the R word, recession? Is there a real threat Australia will enter one? And what will we need to see for there to be a recession? So we think... Um, Australia is a little bit different uh, to many other economies right now, and we our base case is for a soft landing in the economy. So we think um, the RBA is quite close to the end of um, their tightening cycle, uh, and we think that as a result of that, um, you know, the economy does have a sort of narrow path, as the governor has mentioned, to actually uh, engineer that soft landing. Um, a key risk to that is how wages growth does evolve over the next period ahead. So our expectation is that wages growth does still continue to pick up, but it does remain consistent with uh, inflation returning back to target. Uh, if you know wages growth does turn out to be stronger than we expect, so if it you know turns out to be uh, in the high fours, um, that sort of thing, then uh, we do think the RB will have to um, hike rates by more than we expect. And it will be more difficult to, to avoid that hard landing that uh, looks to be the case in most other advanced economies. Stephen Wu there, economist at the Commonwealth Bank. The Australian share market fell following the GDP numbers and by the close uh, was off by 0.9%, 7,229. For more, I spoke earlier with Junbei Lu from Tribeca Investment Partners. Look, absolutely. So the market down was following a little bit weaker lead from the U.S. market, as well as a little bit directionless um, ahead of uh, ahead of a long Christmas holiday. We just had our GDP data as well, somewhat weaker than expected. Um, and also, I think, you know, investors at the same time grasping of what does the slowdown in growth mean from uh, the commentary from RBA yesterday. The next big key marker for shares will be that U.S. Fed decision next week. Just how important will it be? 
Look, it will be very important um, because at the moment, all eyes on the U.S. because U.S. was the first market to start increasing interest rate um, and other uh, other um, sort of reserve bank has been following suit. So if they start slowing down the pace, it certainly sends a nice signal that every other reserve bank will be slowing down the pace. Uh, in Australia, we're already seeing that slowdown. And in the U.S., we do hope it's a much smaller number than previously expected. What is the market penciling in now or pricing in in terms of the next rate rise here in Australia anyway and a potential peak in rates? Look, for Australia, it's interesting. Australia right now, we have another 25 basis point penciled in, uh, increasing early next year. Um, however, um, given what the Reserve Bank, uh, has talked about yesterday, that uh, they say nothing is really, um, uh, is all, uh, all penciled in because it uh, depends on how the data is going. So that is a really, really good commentary for the market as well as our economy. Uh, and given everything is slowing down quite quickly. Okay, so given interest rates are rising, you know, shareholders have a major interest in the banks. What does it mean for the banks? Look, it's for the meantime, it's great for the banks. <laughs> higher interest rate means lots of uh, higher interest, a uh, higher margin for the banks, and they will make more money. Now, the challenge is going forward. If the economy does slow down, does that mean the bad debt will start increasing? Because when the bad debt does start to increase, that is very negative for the outlook for the banks. So, banks kind of at the moment in a sweet spot, but things are probably won't get any more better for them from here on. Final question. This is likely to be the last time I speak to you this year. So can you look into your crystal ball? What do you see as the key themes for 2023? And where do you see the opportunities for investors? 2023, you are going to see a little bit of volatility. Net net, it's going to be a positive year, um, perhaps a share market rallying towards the year end. Um, but around that uh, March quarter, we're going to have um, some price volatility. Share price might fall because um, corporates will downgrade their earnings because it was still very high cost and the consumer will slow down. In the slow demand environment, we will see um, you know, pretty um, volatile share market performance. In the US, potentially we'll see a recession and even in UK, and Europe will see some of the recession numbers. So, um, you know, all that together, we think it's a good year. It'll be volatile. Um, but what sectors do you want to be? You do want to invest in companies that earning doesn't get impacted by economic slowdown. Healthcare sector, they will do very well. They will grow double digit regardless whether there's, a, there's an economic slowdown. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.